I want to talk about worlds. World building is a very important tool in filmmaking and mediums of storytelling to get audiences immersed in what happens and the rules and how things work. So, for examples, there's stuff like David Wayne, who makes Wehar American Summer, and they came together, and his world, his rules are being able to have very silly, absurd, strange things happen for the sake of laughter and jokes. Then there's something like The One I Love, which uses its world building as a way to continue developing plot. Each new rule of the world is a plot beat. And then there's something like Venture Brothers, which uses world building to develop backgrounds and intricacies of characters that layers up this story so audiences get more and more invested. But they're the extreme examples of what you think of when you think of world building. What about just world building in film, in story? What about world building in a true life historical event? Surely the world already exists. Surely that's what life is. Dunkirk is the greatest example of how world building is still important in the way you immerse an audience and show how things work and how people react. I got to see Dunkirk first in 35mm and then I watched it again in 70mm IMAX because it was just so good. So here are the things I noticed about Nolan's world building. One is he doesn't show the enemy. He doesn't point at soldiers and go, look, there are the Germans, they're coming. You might see a few planes off in the distance. But mostly whenever a bomb goes off or a gunshot fired, they're nowhere to be seen. And all you see is people reacting to the attack. What this does is keeps them as an ominous threat. And because they're off screen always, that means that the threat is always present. That means the world that they're in is constantly under attack. That keeps up suspense for the audience. That's one way he builds a world. The other way is, like I just talked about, the reactions of people. The reactions of these soldiers, mostly when in big groups, don't actually express fear. They are almost choreographed all perfectly in time, but they dully duck from explosions. They are going through the motions of day-to-day -day life. It is almost boring and strenuous and tiring. And it's normal for them. This is normal. This threat is normal. That's scary. The obvious thing is the way he structures the film. He uses three different timescales. One is over a week, one over a day, and one over an hour. What this interweaving of time can do is constantly remind us where something is going to go wrong. We can see characters interact with others in different timelines and know, oh, something is about to go wrong for that character. What the interweaving of time also does is able to express a commonality amongst the people on the land, air and sea in what they're going through, in what war is. And if we see a commonality between these three time frames, an audience can empathize and see it as common for all humanity. And he also, he also uses score and a constant ticking. 
time is constantly happening. The threat is always there. Dunkirk is probably my favourite of Christopher Nolan's films that I've seen. So go watch it. And when you watch other films that don't seem to have an obvious world, something that's not tricksy or surreal or whatever, think about how is this film building a world and building its rules. Thanks for listening. 